the kids didn't have any beds. They were all sleeping on the floor, and their floor is tile. They're all sleeping on the tile. All four of them got a bed, sheets, and pillows. Um, and each of the children also received a jacket, pajamas, socks, and a special gift according to their age. We took um, several bags of rice, beans, pasta, canned foods, tons of cereal, which the kids were so excited for, and um, a bunch of dairy items. And um, this, uh, Karen and Megan and David and I went, and it was truly a humbling experience to see how excited these kids were just to receive food, cereal, um, and I just wanted to thank everyone so much for making this possible. Um, when we went there, we noticed that the kids have shoes that are torn apart. We're going to go ahead and um, purchase shoes for all four of the kids. Um, David and I had promised that we would get them shoes, and we're going to be taking those over in the next couple days. But we want to continue to walk alongside this family and to help them and continue to pray for them. Um, we asked them if there was any other help they needed, and they said no. They weren't asking for anything. They didn't ask for this. This was someone that um, brought us to this family. They didn't ask for anything. Um, but they were truly grateful for it. And, and um, so we just wanted to thank you so much for making this possible. Because I know even I was talking to Karen today, it was a humbling and definitely life-changing <coughs> experience. So thank you so much for your help. And if you want to continue to help, um, you know, then you can, yeah, we're going to hopefully buy them backpacks as well. Uh, this is something that Kim and I uh, have decided as a family that we're going to help as much as we can. But if you want to just help, if you want to give $5 or $10 to help purchase some shoes or whatever it is, um, you can mark it in a tithe envelope when we uh, bring up our offering here at the end of the service. And um, if you just want to help, um, anything helps. And just know that this family really needs it. Um, they're not asking for anything like, like Kim said, and so we just want to be a blessing to them, um, not just during Christmas, but throughout the year. So we ask that you sit back, that you enjoy what is about to take place here, and uh, that you would have a happy and blessed Sabbath. Today is the fourth Sabbath of Advent, the day of love. God, we remember the love of Mary and Joseph for you and their baby, Jesus. Through Jesus, we know your love and grow in our ability to love. We light the first candle to remind us of God's promise to send his light into the world. 
We light the second candle to remind us of the peace we find as we grow closer to God. We light the third candle to remind us of the joy Jesus' birth brings us. We light the fourth candle to remind us of God's amazing love for us. For your love that never fails as we wait for Christmas that has now arrived, may our actions show your love to the people around us. Amen. Okay, everyone, gather around. It's time for worship. Come on. Do we have to? I'm kind of busy right now. My favorite part of Christmas. Everyone just sit down and listen. Austin, cell phone away. Thank you. It's important that as we approach Christmas, that we take the time to remember what all the fuss is all about. That we don't get lost in the decorations and in the presents. This is something that uh, I used to do with my mother when she was just a child. And uh, I am so thrilled that we're keeping the tradition in our family. This Christmas story starts long before there was ever a tale of Santa Claus, and even long before there was a baby in the manger. As long as there has been time, there has been a promise of God with us. As long as there has been people on this earth, there has been the promise of a Messiah, the one who would come to save us. All of creation was leading towards this one night the night that Jesus would be born. This is one story of the many stories. This is the story 
of how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn was born on oh, night divine oh night oh night divine true His love and his gospel is grace. Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy. In grateful chorus raise we, let all within us praise his holy name. Fall on your knees, or hear the angel voices, Christ was born, oh, night divine, oh, night, oh, night divine, Christ is
the story starts more than 2,000 years ago. A young girl by the name of Mary didn't know that God had sent the angel Gabriel to her home. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled, as you can imagine, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen, for I am a virgin? And the angel replied, Nothing is impossible with God. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. Traveled many moonless nights, cold and weary, with a babe inside, and I've wondered what I've done. Holy chosen me now to carry your son. I am waiting in a silent place. I am frightened by the Do you wonder as you watch? 
touch my face if a wiser one should have had my place but I offer all I am to the Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they could come together, Joseph discovered that she was pregnant, and because Joseph was a good man, he didn't want to expose her publicly, so he thought that he would do it quietly. But after he had decided this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. At this time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. All returned to their ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, who was now obviously pregnant.
And while they were there, the time came for Mary's baby to be born. Everywhere they looked, there was no lodging available for them, until an innkeeper had pity on them and let them use his stable because there was no room in the inn. a stranger today, no room here in this world, turn away, no room, no room, no room, here in the hearts of mankind. No room, no cheery welcome could find. No room, surely the world is blind. No room, no room. Angels in heaven of one. with amazement and wonder to see that son of the highest treated so a stranger today, no room here in this world turn stable, next to the cattle and sheep, and on a bed of straw, Mary gave birth to her first child, and they gave him the name Jesus.
silent night. Mary wrapped Jesus snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger. What's a manger? A feeding box for the animals. They laid Jesus in a feeding box? Yes. And that feeding box became the most famous bed in history. I love the verse that says, Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. These were exciting times. She had a lot to think about. As a parent, we all know how it feels to look at a child and imagine all the possibilities. How much more so when your child is the promised Messiah?
that same night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Unexpectedly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel assured them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased, with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. 
planted on the mountains, over the hills and Jesus Christ is born. Is born. Now go, go tell it now, go, go tell it now, go, go tell it now, everywhere. Shepherds kept their watching for silent flocks by night. Behold, Shown a holy light, the shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angels' chorus that saved the Savior's birth. Go tell it on the mountain over. Christ is born. He is born. Go tell it now. Go, go tell it now. Our Savior is born. Down in a lowly manger, the humble Christ was born. And God showed us salvation that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. He is born. Go tell it now. Go tell it now. Our Savior is born. He is born. Jesus Christ is born. Our Savior is born. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. It was just as the angel had told them. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen.
I don't know about you, but I love Christmas. Now, growing up, it wasn't a big deal. Um, I don't think I ever believed in Santa Claus. I think I, there's a picture of me in preschool, and I remember the look on my face, and I still have this picture. I'm not sure if I've shown Kim, but the look on my face tells it all because I remember that day remembering to myself, Santa Claus doesn't exist. This is just a man dressed up as Santa Claus. And I remember standing in line, bringing the good news, as I always do, trying to convince my friends that Santa Claus doesn't exist, to which I got a lot of negative feedback. Sometimes my family, they tell me that I'm kind of like the Grinch, probably they use other words, um, because I'm always anti-buying gifts. Like, gifts are bad, gifts are bad. Christmas is our Christmas. It's not about the gifts. It's not about all the stuff that comes with it. Christmas is about Jesus. And yet, I went out and I shopped and I bought gifts. And the more gifts that I bought, the more I realized how excited I was because I couldn't wait until our kids and my wife opened the gifts that I was giving them. See, we all like to receive gifts. But I think more than that, the more beautiful part of Christmas is when we give gifts. This morning we're here because we believe that it's important for us as a Christian church to bring to light that although Christmas is awesome, the red cups from Starbucks, we love them. The Christmas movies that we DVR, we love them when we watch with our family, right? We love the eggnog. We love the Christmas tree lightings. We love the ornaments. We love the, you know, the Santa Claus hats that kids wear. We love all of that because there's something magical about Christmas. But here at this church, we believe that even beyond all of that, we believe that at the heart and at the center and the essence of Christmas is what you've been experiencing here this morning, the peace that Jesus brings the salvation that Jesus brings, the forgiveness that Jesus brings. Jesus, he came into this world for more than just saving us from sin. Jesus came to show us how to live, how to walk, how to treat others. Jesus came to show us the best possible way to live. It's why we gather here every single Saturday because we believe that the best way to live is to live the way of Jesus. We believe that though the world may tell us otherwise, we must always try to live the way of Jesus. It's in the person of Jesus that God shows us that he has not abandoned us. It is in the birth of Jesus where God in essence reaches out and touches human history in a very special way. We often make a big deal about baby Jesus, right, and Christmas and this and that, but the reality behind all of that is that this was one of God's way of showing that he will be with us no matter what. You know, people often say, I don't see, I don't see God. I don't believe in God. It's hard for me to believe in God because I don't see him. I can't hear him. And yet, if we look in the scriptures, what we find is that God's solution to that is to send us his son. Now tomorrow morning or tonight, whichever is your flavor, as you're opening gifts and eating good food and just sharing time with your family, 
I want you to remember that all of those things are good, but the greatest gift is the gift that God has given us. Everybody likes receiving gifts, right? There is nothing like that feeling when you're holding that wrapped gift in your lap, and right before you open it, you think of all of the possibilities of what might be in there. And the feeling you get when it is that thing you wanted is the best feeling. It's moving for us, knowing that the giver of the gift thought so highly of us that they would give us what we asked for. Oftentimes, receiving gifts is less about the gift and more about the giver. Would you agree with me that the only thing better than receiving gifts is giving gifts? Have you ever given someone a gift they really, really, really wanted? And do you remember seeing the expression of happiness and surprise on their faces? There's nothing like it. There is often more joy that comes to the giver than for the one who receives it. The one who gives the gift gives because of their love to the one who will receive it. The wise men came to Jesus and brought him gifts fit for a king. They brought him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave because of their adoration for the king, for the king they had been waiting for. They gave the best of what they had to the Messiah, the king of kings. And this morning, we also have that opportunity to give to our Savior.
gift to Christ our Lord. In Christ, God gave us everything. Let us now bring our gifts as a church, our gifts of tithes and offerings to our Lord. A child is born, 
And the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father. And of his reign there'll be no end. And his kingdom is of majesty and splendor. His glory shines forever and ever. Almighty God, everlasting Father. Jesus is born, our counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace that reigns like no other. And because of him, we are overcomers. Two thousand years have passed since then. One can still hear the angels' joyful chorus to share the good news, the news that God is with us in Bethlehem. God's divine announcement. Glory to God. To all men. In the highest. To save us from our sin. To save us from our if he is Lord, if God's the great end, glory to God in the highest, 
As that cliche goes, uh, Jesus really is the reason for the season. Um, it's true. And we're thankful for everything that God has given to us. We're thankful that we owe all that we have to God, our existence, our life, the breath that we breathe. We're thankful for that. And so tonight and tomorrow as you go through your family's traditions of, of Christmas and unwrapping gifts and the good food, I pray that you would take a moment with your family and just share a prayer and thanksgiving for all of that God has given to you. And perhaps you can ask also that God would open your eyes to the blessings that we don't see. For this is truly a wonderful and magical time when we are reminded of God's power and that nothing is impossible with God.
Will you pray with me now? Oh, Heavenly Father, we are thankful for the gift of your son, Jesus. We are thankful for everything that that represents. And Lord, we pray that as we unwrap the gifts, that as we eat the good food, that we would be reminded, eternally reminded, of your love for us and the gift that you gave us. And now, Lord, as we exit this place, may we be filled with your spirit and with your glory. May we see the world as you see the world. May you compel us to generosity. And may you bring us back here safely next week. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.